Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Movie Theater Edition, Part 2. Um, yeah. It's the end of a long day of work. Oh, honestly, I was ready to just uh, ride home listening to the Doug Loves movies the whole time, but then I remembered I have a show to do. So, that's what I am doing right now. Tomorrow promises to be fun. Um, well, I mean, the morning's not going to be as fun. Got to get up at the ass crack of dawn to take two of my pets, a cat and a dog, to get their vaccinations. And one of our pets, a dead frozen ferret in the freezer to get cremated so that's that's my morning oh and then I get home and right away we'll take the recycling to the recycling center that's my morning fun fun but the evening promises to be fun with another Mike's No Mike open mic which I host and love doing so I mean, I guess I don't... Mike, Mike literally hosts IMC, I guess. I, uh... Master of Ceremonies. Which is a weird verb. Anyway. So that... I've never not had fun doing that. So... I mean, I guess there's always a... There's a first time for everything. But I'm not expecting... Uh, it to suck. Let's see, where I left off talking about my time as a movie theater employee. I basically only talked about tearing tickets as an usher. So I guess I'll finish up the job of usher then move on to some of the other positions that I helped with or held. Um, I talked about keeping old people off those goddamn benches. Goddamn old people. So, well, I laid it out in three categories. Rip tickets, clean theaters, kick people out. Okay. So we'll move on to Clean theaters. Um, fucking A. Do you find some gross shit in movie theaters? Um, it's not frequent, granted. Uh, like, like I talked about kicking people out, the, there, working in a movie theater, there's a hot, there's a lot of potential for, like, strange things to happen, just because so many fucking people go through that place and like everyone everyone sees movies um like they're like when you work at Abercrombie and Finch Fitch Finch fuck if I care there's a certain clientele that comes in there movie theater everyone sees movies and like every business gets their fair share of like that crazy time that somebody shit all over the bathroom or things like that. 
but the movie theater, like, we would get, uh, like, well, I mean, one of the grossest things I ran into, I ran into all the fucking time, and that is a dip cup. For those of you who are not informed, dip, you know, chewing tobacco, part of that whole deal is spitting the good tobacco goo into a cup or something. Uh, I don't know. It kind I mean, people call smoking disgusting. Smoking's pretty cool. Um, if you do it too much, you end up being disgusting. But... The act of smoking, I mean, you light shit on fire, you're breathing smoke like a goddamn dragon, um, it goes great with a pair of sunglasses and leaning on a wall with a leather jacket, like, smoking is cool, we can all, we can all agree on that, but there is literally nothing cool about chewing tobacco, that is, uh, that's fucking gross. So people would get complimentary cups, and... Which are just these little plastic Dixie cups, uh, or Solo cups? Dixie cups are the paper cups. I don't, I don't fucking know. And um, they would just spit their fucking chew goo into this for the whole goddamn movie, and then just leave it in the aisle. Um, and it's dark in those goddamn movie theaters, even with the lights turned all the way up. So heaven forbid, I never did it. But heaven forbid you fucking kick one of those over because they reek too. Uh, it's and we I'd run into a dip cup three four times a, a shift generally. Um, it was a goddamned epidemic, awful. But there's another thing: people who will just leave their trash by their seats. Yes, there are people paid. To clean the theater. But really. Be a decent fucking human being. And carry the trash you brought in with you. I mean you walk by a trash can on your way out. It's literally. So little effort. To take your things with you and throw them out. And I understand if you if you miss a napkin or something. But like people would leave just. Stacks, and it's, it's of course not the people who get like a small popcorn and a small drink that leave all their shit there. It's the people that got like eight kids' trays and like four extra buckets of popcorn, and they got a complimentary cup and filled it, filled it with popcorn butter to I don't know, fucking drink, and I don't fucking know. Just awful. Just people who got, there was a correlation, almost a direct correlation to people who would spend $150 on movie theater food would leave all their shit there. It's not a hard job to clean up the theater, but come on. I've got to clean 12 theaters three or four times a shift. Like, that's a, a shit ton of cleaning... And it's a pain in the ass enough just when you're cleaning the kids' theater and there's popcorn everywhere. Uh, Just take the stuff with you. You don't have to pick up shit you dropped on the floor. That's my job. I've got a broom and a butler. That's my job. But, like, 
leave all your shit on the seats and whatnot. Fuck you. And there was another thing. There was the correlation of the people who would get a ton of food. Also, people who would sneak in food would leave it there. And that's just an extra fuck you. And here's... Here's the thing. The pricing in a movie theater. One, where I live, it's way lower than the city. And people still pitch a bitch fit about the pricing of movie theater tickets. Go see a movie in New York City and then come back here and fucking complain. That's just point one. Point two, the movie theater makes no money, no profit from ticket sales. All of that money goes right back to the studios. And any additional money goes towards getting more movies. So the movie theater could be doing the best business ever. It could be just fucking hopping all the time. But if they don't sell any food, they're fucked. They get no money. So a movie theater cannot survive on selling movie tickets alone. They just... It can't, they. They wouldn't even break even because they wouldn't be paying like for electricity and shit like that. That is why movie theater food is so expensive because getting movies and running a place is so fucking expensive. And granted, I'm sure it's inflated more than it needs to be. But remember that when you're spending seven, eight dollars on a bucket of popcorn, that is so that the movie theater can exist. It is not... So, think of it that way. And when you are sneaking in food, you are directly hurting the movie theater because their only source of real profit is the food. That's why you're not allowed to bring in outside food. That's why you get your outside food confiscated. And here's the thing. I knew all that, but I still didn't care if you brought in food, because I get it. I get it. Part of the fun of going to the movies is sneaking in food. That's part of it. But don't get mad at me if I catch you. That was the other part of my job, and we'll, I'll probably touch on that a little more after I um, make that, put that on the back burner. Um, catching you. So, cleaning, let's see, things that I've, I mean, condoms have been found. That, I'm no surprise there. Um, alcohol. Holy shit. Um, beers. I once found a bottle of Jägermeister next to a Monster Energy drink. Like, alcohol, man. All the fucking time. And the thing is, the really sad thing is, I would most of the time find alcohol in kids' movies. That would make me so sad every time I'd find it because you know it's like some fucking alcoholic parent that just can't make it through a fucking hour and a half movie without four beers. That... That is heartbreaking to me. 
Like, I get, I mean, I understand wanting to be drunk in a movie theater. Woo! But a kid's movie with your kids, that's sad. That's sad. Um, entire pizza boxes. How someone motherfucking snuck a box of pizza in the movie theater, I still don't know. Entire pizza boxes. Empty, of course. Like, and like, there's no way they could have been discreet about it. And of course, I guess, fucking hive mind or whatnot, no one's going to report them. Because then they're that guy. They're the narc that reported people for sneaking in pizza. But, son of a bitch, come on. At least be discreet about it. Guess I'll touch on the, the most fun part of being an usher. Um, which is catching people. Be fucking laying down the law. I am the law. God damn it. And you're going to listen to me because I have the authority to kick you fucking out of here without a refund. But like... The, the, the rule technically was no cell phones in the theater at all. Even if they were off. That rule has since been revised. Um, I had started at the movie theater just, just as cell phones were starting to be something that everyone had. So, the rule has since been revised to keep your phones on silent. Be courteous. Which is easier to comply to, because that's what most people were doing anyway. So, like, I technically had the right to take your cell phone. I never did. Um, I would just be like, cell phone, hey, turn off your cell phone. Turn off your cell phone. And if anyone gave me lip, I could be like, I'm allowed to take your cell phone. And the reason, I mean, one, it's the rule of the theater. Um, when you're buying a ticket, you agree to the rules of the theater. That is the contract that is set up. So, like, you, I'm the law. Fuck you. Respect my authority. <laughs> but I never had that attitude. Except for one time, which I'll get to that, the Batman story. And um, I was always very courteous. I, you know, would be like, hey, turn off your cell phone. Turn it off. And anyone can give you a lip, you can be like, I can take it away, or you can turn it off. And, um, and if you really felt like fucking people over, you could be like, does your phone have a camera on it? Well, that's a... $250,000 fine if you if I see any pictures that have any part of the screen on them in that phone and I have the legal right to take your phone and give it to the police to be searched for photos that's the truth if you're fucking around with your phone the theater has the right to take it from you and give it to the police to see if you were recording the movie so don't be a dipshit. You know, pull the phone out, check if you've got a text, if you've got a di- if you can control the brightness of your screen, turn it way down. Don't just don't be a dick. Jesus. Talking. Talking during the movie. I would give people until the opening credits of the movie. You can talk through the trailers. Um, even though I think you're a dick for talking through the trailers, I'm not going to yell at you. But as soon as the, the actual movie starts and if I were in the theater which on the more busy nights I often you know 
you're, the busier theaters, they leave an usher in to make sure people aren't being dick, dickheads. I would, you know, just like, shh, hey, shh, movie start. And 90% of the time, people complied. People were great. Now, let's see. Okay. Two of the other, the big ones were outside food and theater hopping. Those are two, like, zero-tolerance offenses. Like, talking, cell phone, you'll warn people. But, outside food. And, like, we wouldn't take... We wouldn't kick people out for having outside food. I mean, granted, unless they make a scene, then fuck them, they're out. We'd just be like, hey, you get... No, you can't have that food in here. I'm taking it. You can get it. Like, we would hold their food, and they could get it on the way out. Like, that... We had no... There was no... Like, we didn't have to do that. We could have easily thrown out their food or said we threw it out and ate it because they were breaking our rules that they agreed to upon purchasing a ticket. But we would. We'd hold their food. And, like, that's the thing. I explained that sneaking food into the movie theater is literally stealing money from the movie. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. It's stealing profit from the movie theater. It's like, I don't care if you don't buy food, but sneaking in food, you know, just recognize what you're doing. And if you still don't care, whatever. And that's the thing. Um, People, I didn't care. I still don't care. But be discreet. Be, like, be smart about it. I'm not going to search your purse for food. Um, the fucking, when those big, giant-ass, uh, handbag purses came into, like, came back into fashion, full fuck, people were sneaking in, like, multiple large Dunkin' Donuts cups and shit like that. And that was a thing. I would often let, pretend I didn't notice if someone was holding a cup of coffee because we didn't sell coffee. And we sold soda. We sold candy. Um, I was going to... I'd call you on that if I saw it. But coffee, I would pretend not to see. Unless people are being really blatant. Like, m- monstrously blatant. And that's the thing. It was this this, this smugness. And uh, I've got two really prime examples of this. One was a family had like... It looked like three families worth of McDonald's bags full. And they were like, I'm like, hey, guys, you can't take that in. They're like, well, really? It's like, yeah. No outside food or beverages. And they're like, well, can we just take it in anyway? I was like, no. (laughs) And then they went and ate in the parking lot and went to their movie. It was no thing. And another time, two guys walk up and each of them are holding gallons of Gatorade. These gigantic... And I'm not being hyperbolous. They were... Each had one, one gallon thing of Gatorade. And I'd be like, guys, no outside food or drinks. And they'd be like, oh, whoa. And it was always, well, can't we, uh... Oh, well, can't, can't we... 
just take them in anyway? I'd be like, no, you dipshit. Of course, I was polite, yada yada. So, like, if you were being a dick about it, if you're, if you were being smug, like, whatever, I'm gonna walk right the fuck in with a bunch of my food, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Also, like, if you brought in, like, a four or five containers of Chinese food and, like, ate dinner, fuck you. You're, like, right, you're near people. Like, you are elbow to elbow with people. Don't be eating, like, pad thai or whatever. Um, or have a box of pizza, because you're going to have to flip that shit open. Um, you're going to block the people behind you's vision. You're going to hit the people in front of you with a fucking pizza box. Just, no. Don't bring meals to the movie theater. It's not, like, that is not the movie theater that I worked at to show up. There are movie theaters that exist that have tables and, like, sell food food. Do it there. Not at one of these movie theaters where they pack everybody in elbow to elbow. You fucking dickbags. Now, ah, skipping theaters. This one was my favorite because it was instant kick out. Like, food, you'd take their food. You'd make them feel bad. But when people skip theaters, because that, that is technically theft. Because, one, if you're sneaking into a movie without a ticket, that's, that's theft. You're stealing the service that is moving, the seeing the movie. But if you buy a ticket for one movie, say a kid's movie, and then sneak into another movie, say a rated R movie, that's also theft because if it's two different... St- like, the the money goes to different people depending on what movie you pay a ticket for or pay for a ticket. So, like, if you, if you buy a ticket for Monsters Incorporated but you go see um, Friday the 13th, you are stealing the movie from the people who made Friday the 13th. That is technically the way it works. So, I mean, so it's instant kick out. It's fucking just pack up your shit, no refund, you're out of here. And I, man, did I love doing that because it was often kids sneaking into a rated R movie. If, like, 90% of the time, if that's... If you were kicking someone out, it was kids sneaking into a rated R movie. And, um... I only got to do it a handful of times, probably less than ten times in the two-ish years I worked there. And that's the thing, like, being a shy kid afraid of confrontation, when I started working there, um... I, you know... I didn't want to kick people out. I didn't want to, you know, be confrontational. But by the end, god damn, that job does so much for your self-confidence. Being like, nah, fuck you. Get out of here. What are you doing? Get out of here. Like, that was... I owe a lot to my semi-confrontational personality today due to just being like, nah, F that. Get out of here. You're breaking the rules. And, um, the conversation almost always went like this. You'd walk up to the people who you saw walk from one theater to another, or you saw walk into the wrong theater than the, what you said, said on their tickets when you tore them, 
or you just notice people being, like, cartoonishly shady. Like, almost literally tiptoeing with their shoulders hunched, shady, and like peeking around corners. God, kids are fucking awful at sneaking in the movies. You gotta play it chill. Gotta play it like you just belong there. And I guarantee you there are tons of people I never noticed. And you know what? Good for them if they weren't being dipshits about it. They're being calm, cool, collected. Good. You got one over on me. High five. You're going to be a dipshit. I'm going to catch you and kick you out. And so you'd walk up, you'd walk up to the people. You'd be like, and I only took a flashlight into the movie theater when I knew I was kicking someone out. And I'd shine the flashlight on them and be like, can I see your tickets? And, um, always, always, I'd get, oh, well, well, we must have lost them. Oh, oh, I don't know where they are. And then I'd be like, I'm sorry, guys. No ticket, no movie. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to leave. And they'd be like, oh, then they'd find them, because they'd hope that they could play off their their next their neck the plan B, which I which would be seeing the movie they bought the original ticket for. And I'd be like, and they'd find them real quick after I'd be like, yeah, you're leaving, and. Um, Uh, at this point, I, oh, I'd look at this ticket. I'd be like, "This isn't this movie. You're going to have to leave." And we get them out in the hallway. And uh, honestly, it was depending on my mood and how they were. Um, the rule was kick them the fuck out. They're out. They're done. They're done. But if I were in a good mood and it was a slow day, and they were cool, if they were like, "Ah, you got me." Sorry. I'd often let them go see their movie. But if they were if they gave me any lip, if they get, even gave me a fucking dirty look, I'd be like, "Goodbye. You're out of here. So long." Um because I am the law. That is you are in my castle and I make the rules here. Or, I don't so much make them, as enforce them. And... God damn, I love kicking kids out. And one of my favorite... One of my favorite fucking times, though, was we found two kids. They had snuck into Step Brothers, you know, the rated R comedy of the summer at the time. And, we're, and they had bought... They bought tickets... For I think the movie was Swing Vote, that weird like family movie about the the schlum redneck that ends up somehow his single vote decides the presidency of the United States. Which that's not the way our government works. That couldn't happen, but whatever. It's movies, and uh, these are like two maybe 15, 13 year old kids. No fucking way they want to see Swing Vote. But instead of kicking them out, we forced them to sit through Swing Vote. A movie they didn't want to see. 
Ah, oh, that made me so happy to force these two 13-year-old boys to watch Swing Vote. <laughs> I think that was the name of the movie. I'm not going to look it up, though. Ah. Goddamn, that was great. Oh. Now, uh, let me see. There's so many fucking stories about the movie theater. Um, I'm just trying to get Usher out of the way so I can talk about some of the other jobs. I'll tell you the Batman story. And, like, I'm talking a lot of game here in this podcast, but I was always polite. Uh, Granted, I'm sure I came off as a smug motherfucker a couple times, but I was never rude to anyone's face. Because, you know what, I, I valued my job. But multiple times in my life, being the good guy, being the guy who never swears, being the guy who is a good kid, is a good guy, never breaks the rules has benefited me greatly because high school, two, two examples. Someone was picking on me and I clocked him in the nuts real hard and they went and told on me and the teacher would be like, Jeff, nah, you're full of shit. No way. And uh, I genuinely clocked him in the nuts for being a dickhead. But that's another story. But this story I'm about to tell you, I didn't break any rules. But it was, again, this kind of phenomenon of being the guy who never breaks any rules that saved my ass, because it was my word against this guy. It was one of the Christopher Nolan, uh, Christian Bale Batman movies. Um, I don't think it was the first one, but it might have been. But I think I worked at the movie theater through all three of them. Anyway. So, and it's a midnight... No, it's not a midnight show. It's just, it's an opening weekend. Talk about midnight shows next. It's an opening weekend. And... I love, love... Big, big shows. Because you got to fit all the people in like Tetris pieces... People are fucking, they're all irritated because they're all really packed in. And um, I absolutely love the pre-show speech, which we only really give on big movies. And it's often only on midnight shows. Um, But I would, because I mean, I I crave fucking attention. If this podcast is any uh, notification, um, if the fact that I emcee an open mic um, with no credentials to do so... I crave fucking attention. I'm the person on the stage most often during the open mics. It's, you know, I love it. I love being in the spotlight. Um, Absolutely. And I'd be like, and no amplification. I'd just be standing at the bottom of a 288 seat theater and be like, all right, who's ready to see Batman? And I'd like try and get a wave to go And I'd get people really hyped up I'd be like, alright everybody Can you pull your cell phone out of your pocket Wave in the air And turn it off And I just, you know I would fucking I loved that shit And then, you know It would get dark And the movie would start And uh, in this particular example I, you know, I'm like Hey, turn off your cell phone Turn off your cell phone. And, like, so many fucking people were on their cell phone in this movie. And 
and I'm like, hey, turn yourself on off, turn yourself on off. By the third person, I started being like, hey, cell phone off, cell phone off, stern, yelling, but not rude. Because, I mean, I'm the law. It is my job to tell you to turn your cell phone off. And I, I had t- said, I had told three people to turn their cell phone off personally. I had told three additional people to turn their cell phone off loud enough for the entire theater to hear. And then there's one guy left, back row, middle. And I and I go up to the top of the back row, but not 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 anywhere close close to him. Maybe maybe ten seats away. I go, hey, turn your cell phone off. And he he gives me like a hey in a minute in a minute. And I had given him my buffer, which is. All the way through the trailers, the movie was, had, was starting. The opening credits, like, uh, fucking helicopter shots through caves and bats and bullshit. Like, that shit was going on. And I'm like, hey, cell phone off. He's like, one minute. And I was like, no, now. And he goes, what are you, the cell phone police? That is literally something someone has said to me. And I go, and my response was, yes, turn it off now. And he, you know, he closes his phone. This is back when everyone had flip phones, not when people had the fancy pants smartphones that we all do today. And, you know, I walk out. And um, seconds later, the man has followed me out of the theater. And I'm standing by door just chilling out. I did my job. I did nothing wrong. He goes, he goes, what's your name? And I knew what was happening. And I was just like, I pointed my name down and I go, Jeff. And he goes, where's your manager? And um, I'm like, well, he's, he's not, he's not downstairs at the moment, but you can go over there and uh, have them get a hold of him. And uh, he walks over, and holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, the tale he tells. Um, Now, this story has been retold many, many times, um, and I try very hard not to add any exaggeration to his exaggeration. But, like, I'm also not the only one who told this, because this story affected, like, everyone on the shift, because... Alright, so the first time he tells the woman selling tickets, like, this guy, he got up in my face and pointed his finger at my face and told me to turn off my phone, and he was very rude to me, and I want to speak to the manager. And she's like, okay. And I mean, I'm the good, I'm the good guy. I never do pull any stuff like this. And, um... Then the next, you know, then someone else walks up. Not the manager yet, just another employee. He's like, are you the manager? And they're like, no. He's like, this guy, this Jeff, he gets up in my face. He 
physically put a, a touch it, like he, he accused that I like put my f- finger like up in him, like just like, hey, turn off your cell phone. He's like, you told me to turn off my fucking cell phone, and you know he got physical with me, and he was very rude, and I want you to do something about it. And so the so the story. He told this story probably five times to five different employees, and after he left, not a single one of them got the same story. But each time, I was more and more violent, more and more vulgar, to the point where, like, for months, we would enjoy just improvising further places that the story could go. Like, he took my cell phone, and he rubbed it on his balls, and he rubbed it back in my face, he said, here, here, you want to be on your cell phone? Have ball face cell phone! Like, we would just, this, this story was a source of entertainment for quite a while. And, um, so, you know, eventually, my manager does show up, and this is the, the head honcho, the head manager, the general manager, and, um, while I had some complaints about his management style, genuinely a good guy. He he was a good guy at heart, and um, but he would be one to turn on an employee if the employee was in the wrong. He isn't going to defend an employee that doesn't deserve it, or he doesn't feel deserves it. But that's another thing. And um, the guy's like. Your fucking employee got in my fucking face and he told me to shut off my fucking cell phone. And my mentor, very calm, he was like, Sir, you do not need to be swearing at me right now. And because that was a big thing. If a customer swore at my manager, they were done. They were, they, they lost any, like, respect that he would have had. He's just like, nope. Not a, not they're done, and uh, so he's like, "Yep, I, you know, he fucking he swore, he cursed at me. He got physical with me. He got right up in my face." And my manager, general manager, without even consulting me, he just goes, "That didn't happen. You can either go back in your movie." Or leave. Those are your options. And the guy decided to go back into his movie. And I believe I was cleaning a theater at the time, so we didn't. I didn't get to like give him a smug look when he as he walked past me. Which, oh man. But um. And then later that day, he talked to me. He's like, "What happened?" I I told him. That I was like loud and stern, and that I had said turn off your cell phone six other times, three of them for the entire uh, theater to hear, and he was like, "Oh, uh, whatever then," and like that was it. Then I didn't get it. He was like, "No, you were totally in the right. Awesome, cool, good. I I was correct in assuming that you weren't a monster." <laughs> but so this guy. Not only, it was so important for him to be able to text during the movie that he literally missed the first 20 minutes of that Batman 
because he wanted to get me in trouble. What a dickhead. What a fucking dickhead. So that that's probably my favorite story from the movie theater as an usher. Oh. And I don't know if I'm going to finish everything I wanted to talk about here. I wanted to talk about concession, selling tickets, um, being a projectionist, and then like talking about the regulars and whatnot. I might have to do a part three. I don't think I'll do the next episode as part three. The next episode is most likely going to be the sexisode. Um, uh, that made me not horny saying that. Anyway. So, okay. Concession. You know, it got pretty crazy. Granted, but nothing was hard. It was all like grabbing things. The, the th- closest thing you had to do to making something was putting a drink in a cup. Like, that was the closest thing. That was the most complicated thing. And people were assholes. People would be like, this is so fucking expensive. And if it was slow and I was helping, I would give them the exact same speech that you guys heard. Because that was the thing, like, for a while, I had to agree with them. I was like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but I don't set the prices. And then one day, I I asked my manager, I was like, why are our prices so high? And they told me what I told you. So I was like, awesome. I love the fact that I can justify our prices. And I don't have to be in that weird position like, well, it's not my fault. I can be like, well, it's like this because we don't make any money off of ticket sales. So... That's why. And they could be like, well, it's still high. I'd be like, yes, but now you know why. And that I love being able to give a just an answer, a solid, tough-to-argue answer to questions like that. Like, why are your prices so high? And I could be like, here is why. And they'd be like, well, shit, that's a good reason. Fuck. Um... <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, one thing, all of the prices at the movie theater, I don't know if this is still the case, but it was when I worked there, were in increments of 25 cents. Every single one. And I would go over to help with concession if I didn't have any theaters to clean, and, uh, I would watch people accidentally hit a button, and have, like, employees, and have to do change in their head, and they were incapable And they'd just be sitting there like, uh, uh, uh. And I mean, I get it. It's the pop quiz syndrome. It is not that they are too stupid to subtract 75 from 100, but they just couldn't handle the pressure and they would freak out. And I, I remember a girl looking at me and just being like, I can't do it. And I'd be like, what? And it was, it was literally like, it cost five fifty, and they gave her a 10. And she was just like, I, 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 I can't do it. And I went four fifty, And she was like, wow. And I was like, seriously? Fuck. <laughs> so there's that. Like, 
oh god, I want to touch on touch on the kind of people we would hire at the theater. Oh, there's just so many things about the movie theater. Um, um, selling tickets. It it got complicated because our computer screens were terrible, and then our our not screens, our system was terrible. So like, if you had to run a gift card, more than one gift card, you had to fucking sacrifice a goat and rub the computer screen with goat's blood to get it to work right. It was terrible. But, just in general, fucking, I personally have never once in my fucking life gone to a movie theater not knowing what movie I'm seeing. But apparently, that's a thing. People will just wander into a movie theater, and I, there are people who would wander in, look at the times, and leave. But there'd be people who would wander in and stand there determined to walk out having purchased tickets and just be like, mmm, eh, eh, and it's like, seriously? But I mean, I can't, I guess I can't blame people for that's the way they roll. But then, you, like, as the tick, as the people selling tickets, you, it was your job to card people for being under 18. And if you thought someone, like, if they're like, I want blood rape murder um, for 7 p.m., and (laughs) you'd be like, no, you're 14, get the fuck out of here. And then they'd be like, oh, well, if I can't see blood rape murder at 7 p.m., I will see talking kitten puppy movie at 6.55. And you're like, there's no fucking way. It's just, you know for a fact they're going to try and sneak in. So then it's your responsibility to be like, a 14-year-old in the YOLO t-shirt is going to try and sneak into blood rape murder. You know, keep an eye out. So there was that. And then you get people who'd be like, I want to see that movie with, uh, with, um, you know, the guy. And there was no guarantee that the movie they were talking about had been in theaters even within 10 years. Like... Some people, who fucking knows, or if the movie they were thinking of even existed at all. And, like, you'd often, like, I want to see that new picture with a Han Solo in it. You could figure it out. But me being someone who often was not good with actor names, or plot synopsises, or anything like that, I would be like, I got nothing, I'm sorry. You're going to have to actually figure out what movie you're seeing, because I I, I don't know. And then... There were people who could not pronounce movies. They like Talladega Nights. Holy fucking shit. Were people incapable of saying that movie? Um, I believe Mike Bennett put it best in a uh, vlog he did ages ago where people would be like, Oh, gotta have a ticket to Tangle Dangle Nights. And like, people were fucking incapable. If any movie was even kind of foreign. Oh, good fucking luck. (laughs) They would not, and like, hopefully, uh, oh, oh, Burlesque, the movie Burlesque. I'd like two tickets to Burley Q. Um, yeah. Ugh. God. (sighs) And then, so many fucking people would come out after having, like, people who would want refunds after seeing the entire movie were batshit insane. If you watch 
less than half of the movie and come out wanting a refund, uh, we wouldn't give it to you, but we would give you free tickets to another show. That we would do if you watched less than half the movie. But if you consumed more than half of our product, we were not going to give you a fucking free pass to another movie. But people would come out after seeing the entire movie and be like, I want a refund, that was terrible. And we'd be like, you watched the whole thing. If you ate your entire meal, the restaurant wouldn't give you a refund. Which some do, but, you know. Get out of here, you're crazy. But one of the things that made me the most sad would be people who saw Pan's Labyrinth or a movie like that, who, which was entirely in subtitles, and they would come out after seeing the entire thing and want a refund because they came here to see a movie not to read. Fuck people. Seriously. Well, shit, I... I mean, you can see that I, uh, this is an iceberg of a job that I had. And the, the amount of stories are endless. So I'm going to put a core, uh, tack in um, our bookmark in the movie theater where we're at now. And, um, oh, and I'll touch, again, touch on it again some other day. Um, I'll talk about um, mis- miscellaneous stories that I remember project- the job of being a projectionist and the regulars, the regular patrons of the movie theater. Um, and that should be... Uh, I don't even know. It might be a four-parter. We'll see. But, um... Tune in Monday for me talking about sex. Um, I've been billboarding that episode like crazy. Um, I can't guarantee it's going to be any kind of interesting. I don't even really have it planned out that well as to what I'm going to talk about. But, yeah, anyway. Alright. Have a good weekend, guys. I'll see you Monday.